welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Double Dose of Disney podcast. As always, my name is Brittany and I am joined here by my fireworks loving husband, Tony. Walt Disney World has so many different experiences to take part in during your vacation and I always say you can go to Walt Disney World a hundred times and probably not be able to do every single thing on property because there's so many opportunities. But are those opportunities and experiences worth it? Obviously, as huge Disney fans, we feel like many of the things are like must-dos at Disney, but today we're going to be breaking down um, a few different popular options and giving our opinion on whether or not we think they're worth money. Yeah, this is a tricky one, and I think it depends on a lot of factors. Budget. Right. How many people you have in your party. Yeah. If it's your first time. Yeah. Because I think a lot of these, if you're going to know right off the bat, are we, are we ever do this again or not? True. And I, I feel like, and it's like, what type of vacation are you going for? And that. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. Like, you can go to Walt Disney World and you can have so many different types of vacations. Every vacation for us has always been a couple's trip. Um, most of them have been anniversary trips. This year will be our first trip as like a family of, uh, we were a family before, but like a family of four with our two girls. Um, and it'll also be still celebrating our anniversary. So, um, you can make Walt Disney World so many different things and so many in like choosing different experiences during your vacation, help you to kind of customize it to whatever your intentions are for that trip. But with that said, nobody says that Walt Disney World's necessarily like the least expensive place in the world. Um, so it's like you have to put your money to use wisely, you know? Well, that's just the thing about <laughs> Disneyland, Disney World. People ask all the time, well, why do you keep going back to why right. do you keep going back to Disney World? Because you can create a completely different trip yeah. every single time, different amount of days, different resort, throw in a a tour, throw in so that it's not the same routine. Some people right. maybe get stuck in that and it gets mundane, maybe where you get, you know, we're going on the, you know, same parks, same order. We have our kids with us, we can see fireworks in the day, we kinda of see the same hotels and we yeah. get to the same we're yeah, that may be more, but no, you mix it up every time. Yeah, no, that's that's do, totally true. Every time you got to create a different experience, different place to stay, eat different restaurants, eat different foods, snacks, different order, throw in tours. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways to change it up. Yeah, we were talking. So we're new leaving, rides every time. Yeah, so we're leaving for Disney for the first time in a year in a little over a week. Um, typically, we try to for go to the Disney. First time in <laughs> yes, it truly feels like that. And for typically, we go to Disney a couple times a year in the past. Um, this past year, because I was pregnant, and we weren't able to travel. We chose to give our money to the healthcare system. Yeah, not quite. If you, um, I think it's like episode like twenty two. It talks about the girls are here. That's the whole story about our pregnancy, and that'll explain more why we haven't been to Disney. But um, with that said, I was talking to Tony earlier, and I told him. After this trip, we will have stayed at half of the resorts on Disney property. There's 25 resorts total. That includes like some of the DVC sections and stuff like that. So we will have stayed at half the resorts on property. And I was telling Tony, one of the fun things I love about Disney, there's 400 places to eat at Disney. And that includes snack stands and things. But most of them are going to be dining locations. And I told him, I said, we should really challenge ourselves because there's some places that we love to go every trip. We should challenge ourselves to like go to places we've never been before on this trip and 
Maybe just go to Skipper Canteen as like our one place that we go to because I just can't get that one up. But that's just me. Sacrifice. So I think we say this every single time. And we ended up canceling a couple reservations. We resort to a couple of our staples. We do try new stuff in new restaurants. We don't do as much as we think. And like, like we're going to be staying in the Epcot area this time. So I would love for us to go to um, like the Swan and Dolphin restaurants. We've never even walked in there. We've never even walked into Grand Floridian. Those are the only like deluxe. I'm putting that in See, air quotes because Swan and Dolphin. We've been going to Disney but... World for five years now. Yeah. And we still haven't seen, you know, we still haven't seen it for a resort. No, inside, I know. Much less stay at every resort. No, I know. Yeah, so that's like there's only so much you can do. We stay a lot of times. We stay for a week. Yeah, and we'll split and we'll change hotels too. So that's what we say. Are these things worth it? We're gonna help you break it down. Whether it's your first trip or your hundredth trip, like we were just talking about, we've gone. This will be our fifth year going to Disney on multiple trips per year. That means like we've had the opportunity to do so many different experiences, but we haven't experienced them all. So you ready to get into it? Number one, A. And number one, the fireworks dessert party at Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom actually has three different fireworks dessert parties. They have seats and suites where you arrive at Tomorrowland Terrace and then you'll enjoy desserts while you watch Happily Ever After from Tomorrowland Terrace. Um, you are dining on like a buffet of desserts and I'll explain like uh, the desserts for all of these parties cause they're going to be the same. I'll explain them in just a minute, but the cost of that is $119 to $129 per adult and $75 per child. The cost variation just depends on like the time of year. So if you're going to go like during the holidays or something like that, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. It's going to be on the 129 side versus like a slower time of year, like January or February, it'll be 119. There's also a pre and post party. So you have a pre party you can go to. You go to Tomorrowland Terrace and you enjoy the desserts at Tomorrowland Terrace. Then you are escorted by a cast member to a reserved seating section in front of the castle to watch Happily Ever After. Or you can go to the post party and the post party, you arrive to Tomorrowland Terrace, you're escorted immediately by, well, at a specific time by the cast member to the reserved seating area. And then after Happily Ever After, you go to Tomorrowland Terrace and enjoy um, the dessert party. The cost for the pre and post party is $99 to $109 per adult and $59 per child. So here is like the breakdown of the menus for the party so they have like a bunch of different like drinks and stuff like that they have like milk tea and lemonade famous pog juice there's sparkling cider there's like coffee and hot tea they also have a selection of beer and wine so when you do the dessert party the beer and wine is included all of these things are included with a flat price um and they have um, like a birthday cake cupcake celebration cupcake sugar cookie chocolate chip cookie Caramel apple crepe, um, the chilling chamber pop, uh, cookies and cream, cheesecake mousse, chocolate covered strawberry, which I've heard have been really good, firehouse donuts, which look really good when I'm lo- when we're looking at it right now, um, the devil's chocolate pudding, butterscotch pudding, chocolate silk pie, sort of breads, cheeses, and fruits. So you kind of get you get a lot of like options like of desserts for what you're what you're paying for but it really depends on to me like are you gonna make that worth it you know what i mean like are you gonna enjoy enough of those desserts and everything and those cocktails to make it worth it plus you get reserved seating what do you think 
The obvious answer is no, this is not worth it <laughs> at all. But in my opinion, my humble opinion, right? don't ever do this first if you've never been before. If you've what do you mean? If I was for, do not do this first. Oh, for your first trip? Get in on the real experience as just yeah. an average person like we did or wherever you're going to see it from. Go as close as you can to the castle or wherever and be in the mix. Right. I think it's better for like a second time where it's like, okay, we've seen it once. And now we kind of want to be out of the okay. You can't stand here, the, the chaos, if you whatever. So, but do you know? You do you know where they're seated at? Like where these reserved seating areas are? Is it opposite of Casey's Corner over there? Um, you know, like the grassy areas that have the gate around them. The grassy knoll. <laughs> yeah, not a grassy yeah. knoll, but the grass areas that have the gate around them that they usually have like a photo, like a photo pass cast member standing in. They're in the that area, so you go and you're seated in that area. So for one, you can't see in projections. Right. So there's one reason why, I, you know, I guess maybe it's your third time. Maybe see it first. Stand <laughs> as close as you can see the fireworks, the castle. Yeah. Second, stand halfway back, Main Street USA, so you can see projections, castle. Third right. time, do this. Yeah. And for child, does that mean babies? No. Of, of like anything, child is three, and up, three to nine. Okay. So if they're still in a stroller and they're under three... I would say, yeah, this would probably work. I mean, for us, I would, I would do it. Yeah. Once. Yeah. It would. I mean, if you're not gonna have anything, anything like a beer, alcohol, drink, it's it. You know, it's kind of. I mean, I think that you're not gonna get enough cookies. So the difference between the pre-party, pre and post-party, or the um, party that like goes on like. Like the dessert party where you're watching the show while you're eating, it's a ten dollar difference. I would pay the ten dollar upcharge to enjoy happily ever after while I'm eating the treats because then you're seated at Tomorrowland Terrace. If you've never been to Disney World before, um, when you are looking at the castle, Tomorrowland Terrace is going to be off to the right hand side, like at the entrance of Tomorrowland. So you kind of have a really cool view of the castle. Like Tony said, either way, you're not going to have views of the projections down main street i would pay the ten dollar upcharge even if you have a family of four let's say it's two adults you're still you're only paying twenty dollars difference because the kids are going to be the same price either way so i would do it because then you can enjoy cocktails during the fireworks you can enjoy like cheese or fruit or like different desserts and stuff like that i think that would would be worth it if like tony said too you're like you're gonna make it worth it like you can't just go there and eat cookies and be like yeah i got my money's worth out of it we think you need to eat some more of these like artisan like desserts and different things like that you're not getting your money's worth for the no the premise is most of this we haven't done so we're trying to convince ourselves whether we want to do not right right yeah no we are just alongside you on like you know things like okay like projections you won't see those right so it's something to think about but yeah i just wouldn't do this your first trip no i agree but you know it's definitely can be worth it like is it if if you're not somebody who's gonna go a half hour to hour and get your perfect spot, it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, there's so much taped off that you can't stand here thing, and they're moving you along. So it is kind of nice if you just had somewhere. Oh, I can just sit down and just eat and drink and. Hang I out. think I think it wouldn't necessarily like Tony said. I wouldn't do it for your first trip. I think it's worth it, and I possibly possibly think that it's worth it for um like a situation where you have kids in strollers or something like that where you're not going to want to like you you have little ones and you want to be like at yeah, a seated place a three or five year old of this you know that, that pay for them to be there so. right 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 yeah no I you're mean, definitely not going to want to money's always should 
cool. But most, if you're on a standard Disney budget, yeah. Well, and if we're talking about should you do other, should you do some of these experiences and not others? Like, yeah, I would, I would possibly like $109 per adult. Like that's a steep price and $59 per child. Your kid to eat juice and a cookie. Yeah, that's very well. And I guess that's true, too. If you have kids with you in your party, I would say that this isn't worth it because the kids aren't going to eat the more like artisan type desserts for the most part um, and stuff like that. Okay, next one. The Fantasmic Dining Package. I get asked about this one all the time over on TikTok. Um, What this is, is you dine at 50s Primetime, Hollywood and Vine, Mama Melrose, Sci-Fi Dine-In, or Hollywood Brown Derby. And when you dine there, you're going to like book part of the Fantasmic Dining Package when you make your dining reservations. And then you're going to receive um, reserved viewing for the show. So you would dine at Hollywood and Vine for breakfast, lunch, or like an early dinner, or the rest of the locations for lunch or an early dinner. Um, at your dining, you will receive an entree and an appetizer or a dessert and only a non-alcoholic beverage. So you can't get alcohol with included with this. You, um, for Hollywood and Vine, that's going to be a buffet. So you're going to receive a buffet um, for that. So as much as you want to eat. The cost varies between dining location. So it starts out at $51 and goes all the way up to $77. $77 is going to be um, at Hollywood Brown Derby. $51 is going to be at Sci-Fi Dine-In. And then it's 20, that's per adult. And then it's 23 to $31 per child. What do you think? So you just have to bring your voucher and show up. At the Fantas- at Fantasmic, and then you get like, quote unquote, VIP viewing area, which is going to be, do you know where that is? I've only been one time. It's um, in like the center of the, like the, what do you call it? Outdoor like, auditorium. Amphithe- amphitheater. Yeah, it's in the center of the amphitheater. So you're going to get like good viewing, but... What do you think? I have thoughts on it. If there's only first. one show, I think it's worth it. Yeah. That mean, I mean, especially if there's no, is there an arrival time you got to get there? Um, I don't think that there's an arrival time. I think maybe like 10 minutes before. It looks like it's a nightmare trying to get in there. And if that's it, you know, I would, I would probably do it. I see. Even though there is a, a million spots out there and there's not a whole lot of bad spots. Right. But then at the same time, because it's not like, you know, it's not a hundred dollars either. So Fantasmic, um, the theater that it takes place in holds 10,000 people. But like Tony said, if there's only one show each night, it gets pretty, it, like it gets pretty And if you know you're crowded. not going to be there, if it's your one for one time only. Right. One time every five years, like you want to, you know, you want to get a good, dude, just do it. I mean, yeah, so it point, actually it does say, so it does say, it says seating will be begin 90 minutes prior to Phantasmic show. You are guaranteed seating, but please arrive at least 25 minutes prior to showtime to be seated in the See, that's section. that's worth it, because if there's only one show, that's a, it's a mile long line. Yeah, but you, you it's still asking you to receive, to get there 25 minutes early. But the people who get there in line for that, there's one show. True. It's an hour. No, it's that's an very hour, true. an hour waiting in that line. You can show up 25 minutes before, you're still guaranteed to get in, to get at that reserved little spot. And, and with the dining pack. You can like, ride rides and everyone's in line. That's true. With the dining, um, what do you call it? Dining plan, sorry. I blanked. With the dining plan, you um, can use this as like table service credits. So at every location, 50s Primetime, Hollywood and Fine, Mom and Melrose and Sci-Fi Dine-In, it's going to be one table service credit. If you um, if you dined at Hollywood Brown Derby, since it's a signature dining location, that's two table service credits. So in my opinion, 
I would do the phantasmic dining package, especially if you have the dining plan. Like this would make it worth it on the dining plan because the dining plan, the table service dining plan is like $94 a person. If you went to um, like Hollywood and Vine, it's $75 for lunch and dinner because it's character dining or um, even like Mama Melrose is 56, 50s primetime is 54 and sci-fi dining is 51. I think it's totally worth it. So you said this one is, I think this one's worth it too. I think There's this is not one's, a whole lot of negatives on this one. No, I think it's worth it. We have never actually personally done it before. Um, typically when we go to Disney in February, I actually just looked yesterday. Right now, Fantasmic is only showing one time per night, but um, Fantasmic, age 28 is as like a, behind the scenes thing Tony's looking at the monitor the girls are sleeping um and they're like moving their hands um a fan's ha- you've ever seen Ricky Bobby dance like, <laughs> he's doing an interview and he's got a hand this is what they do all day long yeah they do what like do the I hands up my, they just figured out their hands and now they can see it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of weird um back to the phantasm dining package so you can um we've never done it before but like i said when we go in february there's typically two showings I actually looked yesterday and um when we're gonna be there there's gonna be two showings going on so if you're gonna be at hollywood studios and you're trying to decide like is this gonna be worth it or not um check the schedule of phantasmic to see if there's two showings if there's two showings i don't necessarily think like you have to have this but i still think that this is a cool way to have like a fun dining experience and you get reserved seating for the show because when we went to Fant- when we went to Fantastic last year, we it was the second showing, so it was like 9:30. Most people had left the park. We got to Fantastic like right before it started and we were front row center, like or third row center I'd say. Um from the show. However, if we went to the first showing that night, it would have been way more crowded. My main thing is you can you can probably get a couple of walk-on rides or if not really short uh, wait lines if you go to the second if you, if you go to the second well, show if there i guess either one it would still be good if there's only one show and you have this package you could be cruising around riding hill rides everybody else is still waiting in the, in the line not well but here's the thing with phantasmic so phantasmic starts at like 9 30 the park will be closed when phantasmic starts at 9 30 oh if there's only one no, if there's two, if there's two. So if you go to the second one, you're able to go. To, so if you go to the second one, you're able to go to the second Fantasmic showing and then ride all these rides during the first showing that Which people are in that. Right. We walked down the rides of resistance. Before. If you go to the first show, you're not able to use that like part time during the second show because the park's already closed. So I think that this is worth it. Like I said, we haven't done this before, but like Sci-Fi Dine-In, for example, if I'm looking at, we love going to Sci-Fi Dine-In, um, and if I'm looking at their menu, is it going to be worth it to, because if you get an entree and an appetizer, um, let's say we got their smoked chicken wings, which are the most expensive thing, that's $15, and then we got a um drive-in burger that's $25 so you're $40 in and then if you get like a um non-alcoholic beverage you get a milkshake that's $7.25 that's $52 right there you've already paid like you've already like broken even with like the meal you know what I mean that's a lot of food to consume but still you can do it that's why you're there right that's kind of always the thing like as a side note like of how like bulking 
<laughs> yeah, Disney kind of like if you want to do something like that and you want to like break even, you're going to have to like push your stomach to get there. But you can do it. Same as a dining plan. No, 1000%. Unless you're going to try to really gorge yourself and make it worth it. It's just not. We're really, about to talk about yeah, that one. <laughs> All right. Next up is minivans. So minivans are these um, red and white polka dot suburbans that are owned by Disney. They are operated by they're operated through Lyft, but Disney customers are going to be driving them. They will pick you up and drop you off from any resort hotel to the parks or locations on Disney property. So you can go from any Disney owned resort as well as um, the Swan and Dolphin the Four Seasons, and Shades of Green. Um, and they'll pick you up, like I said, from any of those locations, drop you off at any of those locations or the parks. It includes one complimentary car seat and seating for up to five adults with two with two seats for ECVs or wheelchairs. So there's a total of seven passengers that can fit in this. The cost of this is going to vary um, depending upon the distance, but it's going to be similar pricing to what you would get through like the Lyft app. And to book, was more expensive. To book this, um, it may be a little bit more expensive, but it's not going to be like, it's not like you're running like a limo or something like that. I mean, if you can fit seven people in there, I can't imagine it being the same price as a lift. Well, let me look it up right now. I don't think you can fit seven people in a lift. Well, but and you're talking about like, it's a suburban. If you get like a lift, like what are the lift XLs or something like that? My whole thing <laughs> is, why would you even, why would you do it? I, here is what, like, I think that a minivan is worth it for, for example, we're traveling to Walt Disney World with two twin girls that are going to be three months old. They need car seats. The car seat, the car seats are included with, well, it says one complimentary car seat. So will we have to pay for another one? That's a good question. Um, but I think like, if you don't want to take Disney transportation, that's kind of how you get around it. That was my thing, yeah. You can just take the bus, you don't do anything. No, you don't. But like we've talked about before, like um, it says minivans typically cost between $30 and $70 to get around Walt Disney World property. So the if you're comparing it to like Uber, um, it's going to be like $10 to $20, which we know we've done Uber before. Um, but you can't get an Uber with car seats. Um, also, I think too, like that would be more of like an issue with like getting ECVs in or like a wheelchair. So I guess it kind of depends on your situation. If you're wanting to get across Disney World property quick and you have like car seats or you have like something like that, special situations, then I could see that it would be worth it. I had personally thought like, oh, minivans would be like a good way to go to like Magic Kingdom or something like that with the girls. But it says it's only one complimentary car seat. So you have to pay for a second one. I don't know. I thought that they, I thought that they actually, I had always heard this says on their website that there's only one complimentary, but I've always heard that there's two car seats in every minivan. So I'm not like, I'm not sure about that. If there are two, yeah, it would be worth it. It'd be worth it for our family. Take one, let us know. Yeah. I just don't, I mean, if you have kids, it's still not going to be the most easy, practical thing. I don't think. Why? Just take the bus. Yeah. I just don't see any But here's the thing. With minivans, so if you are leaving the Magic Kingdom at the end of the night, when you everybody is exiting the Magic Kingdom after the fireworks for the most part, if you like know what time the park closes at, 
Most of the time the park's going to close like 30 minutes at least after the fireworks. So our tip is always to go into the park and enjoy more rides while everybody else exits because you're like avoiding the mass exodus of the crowds. However, if you're planning on leaving at that time, transportation is kind of like a headache sometimes to get onto. If you book a minivan, minivans are the only vehicles because they're operated by Disney cast members that can pull up to the front of the Magic Kingdom and pick you up. If you were to get like an Uber or a Lyft or something like that, everything else is going to have to pick you up at the TTC. So if, if you don't know, the TTC is the Ticket and Transportation Center because Walt Disney, because Magic Kingdom, you can't pull up to the front of Magic Kingdom unless it's like a Disney operated vehicle. Um, everything else has to go to the TTC. So in that instance, I could see it being worth it. I've always thought that it would be worth it, but it really just depends on the price of it. If you look in the lift app once you're on Disney property, you'll be able to see the price of it. Like you're not going to be blindsided. It's going to be more expensive. Right. No, hands down, it's going to be more yeah. expensive. I see the only reason we would take it is an emergency. We got to get out of here. We're not waiting for this bus. True. Kids are meltdown. Kids, we have babies, so it's like there's no like, you know, <laughs> calm down and just have patience we'll get you know like if we got to get out of there it just let's yeah we'll spend the extra money right yeah i agree i think that that i think that would make it worth it if you have like a special experience or something like that like you have a little girl who really loves Minnie mouse or something like that and you're going for her birthday and you're trying to make it a special experience maybe you're going to bippity boppity boutique or something like that i could see it being worth it for something i wouldn't the ride from the airport you can't take it from the airport. Can't do it from the airport. No, you used to be able to take it from the airport, but you can't now. That change? Um, that change wouldn't return after COVID. So currently you can't pick, pick it up from the airport because I, that's something that Tony and I were talking about today. Like he was asking me, he was like, how are we going to get from um, the airport to our hotel? Um, and we normally use like Uber or we take like private driver, but this time we're going to be taking Mirrors Connect. I would have consider doing something like minivans if we were able to but you can't so overall i don't think there's an answer for this one this one's just conditional and the experience yeah and i think that it depends on the experience that you're going for um i think that it would like depend on um i think it would just like depend on like where like where you're going and what you're like, what you're wanting. So right now, actually, I just went into the Lyft app and I looked up um, if you're going from Disney's Port Orleans Resort over to Epcot. Um, the cost for that would it's a, it says it's going to be a 22 minute ride. So right now it's like 9:30. That's like the time that Epcot was closing. Um, the cost would be thirty dollars ninety five cents. That's not that much higher than what Uber would probably be because Uber's probably doing surge pricing right now. So it says affordable for rides within the Walt Disney World Resort. This vehicle seats six guests and is equipped. Oh, it says it's equipped with two car seats. I don't know why I got that information that I provided from Disney's website. So it's not, so it's not accurate. So in this case, I would say that it would be worth it for our family. So we'll probably try it out then. Yeah. So we should plan on trying that out. When we go to Disney, we're staying um, in the Disney Springs area to start. And then we're staying in the Epcot area. So we will be able to take, to walk into like Hollywood Studios and, and um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot, obviously. We could, if we do Disney math, which is one of my transportation, Disney transportation touches, which is one of my favorite things to do. We could walk from where we're staying at 
into Epcot and then get on the monorail, go through Epcot, get on the monorail to go to the Magic Kingdom so that we don't have to take the bus from Boardwalk. I love the buses, but I'm just saying like we don't want to take the bus with girls. Um, to go to Animal Kingdom, though, we could take minivans or we could get picked up. I still, I love the buses, but if you're a person that doesn't love the buses, it's an alternative. So we'll try it out. Yeah. We'll get back. We'll try it out. We'll let you know. Um, moving on. Moving on. The next one. Of the highlights one. Of, the, of the list. VIP <laughs> tours. Yeah. So VIP tours are going to be guided tours around the parks by private tour guides. So these are going to allow you to skip the lines on attractions. You're going to be able to go through private entrances and find out um, history and facts about the Disney parks. If you've ever been to Walt Disney World before, these are the people that are called the plaids. They're literally wearing like a plaid vest. Um, and you'll see them walking through the parks. They're going to be walking through a small with a small group of people. Each tour is completely customized to your party. You can book these tours 90 days in advance. And when you book them, you will kind of like work with this tour guide to really like customize your day and all of those things. The cost for these tours is between $450 to $900 per hour with a seven-hour minimum. Don't change. Ma- but the maximum number of guests on these tours are going to be 10 guests. Um, you can stop for lunch during them. Of course, everything's going to be paid out of pocket. You must have a park ticket um, to go. So you're paying this cost, but you're also having a park ticket. And it has to be a park hopper because you're going to hop from park to park. Um, so you can go, you could go to all four parks in one day because you're not going to necessarily experience the entire park. You're going to kind of like work with this like VIP tour guide to really like tailor make your day, um, to be the best day for you. So you could do like skip the line on Haunted Mansion and then you could go over to Animal Kingdom and you could go, um, go through like a backstage entrance in, um, Pandora World of Avatar and get on Flight of Passage and then go over to Hollywood Studios, get on Rise of Resistance. So that's one thing I didn't know. I thought it was at one park. I thought it was. I thought it was only at Magic Kingdom. No, no. So there's so, and I guess maybe I should clarify. There's a difference between there's behind the scenes tours. So there's like backstage tours um, that are going to be like less expensive. So these are going to be like the Keys to the Kingdom tour, the um, Living with the Land tour. I don't remember what it's called right now. Behind the scenes tour um, in the Land Seeds. Pavilion. Yeah, there's those are different like tours provided by disney and those are going to be less expensive costs i think the most expensive is like 125 for the um keys of the kingdom tour this is a vip tour which is separate and so these are kind of like the cream of the crop like but this is where you learn like crazy facts about disney and stuff like that so facts but not secrets yeah secrets so they're going to tell you like how things operate yeah if you ask okay this is one i some someday want to do. So here's like my thought, um, Mom. I know you listen to our podcast. My mom wants to go to I think Disney. She did. I think she dipped up. <laughs> well, I'll tell her to listen to this episode. My mom wants to go to Walt Disney World for her 60th uh, birthday um, in 2025. This would be a really cool experience for our family to go. So there's actually she wants to pay for it. We'll let her. Do that. <laughs> no, we're not gonna let her do I that. Mean, it's- 
it's it's not that expensive. No, and actually, so actually, we like in like my family with like my brother and his family and us and then my parents. It's actually ten people, so this would be like perfect. Um, I think the cool thing about this is the VIP tour guides actually too. Like they're not nannies for your kids, but like they'll push your stroller. Um, they really kind of become like a part of the family, like for the day, and are helping you like navigate the parks. Um, if there's like rides that you the kids can't get on, but you but adults can, they'll stay with the kids or something like that. And the, the instance so of like be, you got a babysitter then too. Yeah, in the instance of like a bucket list trip, like my mom wants to make this like an incredibly memorable experience. She's already trying to pick out like which resort we want to stay at, like with different rooms for everybody. I think that this would be a cool thing to do. The price tag on it is so if you went nine hundred, the $900 on the higher end is always gonna, like five grand. $900 on the higher end is always going to be like during the holidays. 450 is going to be like January and February. What's 450 to like times seven? That's going to be like, uh, I'm going to calculate it out because I can't think of oh, it. Okay, I was going for head. a person. No, 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 no. It's as a group. So 450 times seven. So like four grand. Then. That's 3,100. Um, if you divide that 3,150. This, this, this is how Disney people talk. By 10 people. It's four grand. <laughs> I mean. That's in the on bank. what planet it's, it's is that nothing? The coin jar in my office. So if you did thirty one, if you did thirty one fifty, if it was thirty one fifty for the seven hours divided by ten people, that would be three hundred and fifteen dollars person. That's nothing to sneeze at because you're also paying for a park ticket on top of it, so it's a five hundred dollar day per person. But if you were trying to make it a bucket list experience, I could see it being worth it. Well, the thing is, if you have ten people, I mean, you can. I know, but I'm saying it's still three hundred fifteen dollars person. Well, look at everything else we're doing. I mean, you're going to spend over $100 for a dessert party for... And we said no to that. An hour. True. So, I mean, if you you shave off things, it's not that expensive. Yeah, that's true. I think you're also expected to, like, of course, tip, like, the VIP tour guide yeah, at the end of the day. Everybody's what, 20 bucks? Yeah. I think it depends, like... Like my brother, who's not like a big Disney fan, would be like, "Man, I don't want to do." That. Or my mom, who loves Disney history, would be like, I, "This would be amazing," you know. So it really just depends on like the person and the people that are in your party. Overall, I don't think is it worth it. It's more like, would you do it? I think. I, I think obviously it's, it's a, we would it's a, we would do it. I think we would do it, but I don't. We don't have the funds to do it. Like, uh, like. Right now, like this I this has to be one of those. Yeah, it's a family once in a lifetime thing. I do believe that annual pass holders get some type of discount with this. I want annual pass holders get like discounts on tours, ten percent. And I, I want to say it's like it's 10%. always ten percent. Um, I don't know if VIP tours actually fall into that. Um, but I think that this is I. I don't know. I really think that it depends on um like your interest. And if you're never going to go back to Disney again, this could be a way to do it. Like, but if you're going back to Disney, mm. but if you're a but huge if you were somebody nerd, who, yeah, who doesn't even care about Disney, would you actually really want to do this? That's what I'm saying. Like my brother, who's not really like super interested in Disney, he wouldn't care to do this. He wouldn't care know. to pay the three fifteen. But he he does like like he. Because then you get to ask every question you want. And that's what I was going to say. At face value of like, well, this is just a expensive park with a bunch of you know snacks and some rides. 
And that's what I was going to say. Like, for example, like my brother, who's not super into Disney, his daughter is like a huge Disney princess fan. Um, His daughter like like, loves Disney. She would, of course, love it, but she's a kid. For him, it may make him like Disney more. Um, He's like very business minded and stuff like that. So to be able to hear like different like facts and things about the parks or like behind the scenes and stuff, I could see that being worth it. And I could see that making someone more interested in Disney. Okay. Next up is after hours events. These events are currently available at Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. The perks of going to these events is you receive lower wait times um, in the parks throughout like select attractions. So not, let's say you go to Epcot. You're not going to go to the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, but Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is going to be um, open. So it's going to be like the like quote unquote heavy hitter e-ticket attractions are going to be open. You also receive complimentary snacks throughout the party, including like Mickey bars, popcorn, sodas, and waters. The cost varies by park, varies by day, and also varies by the time of year. It's going to be between $149 a person over at Epcot to $175 a person at Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. And that's per adult or child. It doesn't matter. So if you have a child that's three and up, you're paying for an adult price. So me looking straight at this, I would just say I'm out. I mean. 100%. I don't see, I don't, I don't see how it would be worth it. So I have heard a lot I'd of rather just, I'd rather just pay for, or read our next one, but Genie Plus and just do. That do all pay for all that. Well, no. Here's the alternative: if you are a deluxe resort guest, you get extended evening hours at Hollywood Studio. Oh, or no, I'm sorry, at Magic Kingdom um, on Wednesdays and um, Epcot on Mondays. So you can already get these like after hours perks. Are you going to get complimentary snacks, including Mickey bars, popcorn, sodas, and waters? No. $12 value. But you get to, <laughs> you get to ride on the attractions, um, with lower weights. So for $175 per person, if you have two people in your party, stay at a deluxe resort instead, if that's something that you want to take part in. And we've done that before. We've gone to like the extended evening hours and we had a blast. So I would say do that. I wouldn't say that the after hours events are worth it. Leave it that. I have nothing to add. <laughs> my case. Okay. Next up is Genie Plus that Tony absolutely loves. Genie Plus costs between $15 to $40 a day per person, depending on the crowd levels in the parks. You're going to select which park you're going to that day. And then you'll choose like the price based on that. Do you know what the prices were for today for Genie Plus? No, but I was just thinking it's funny because this keeps going up and up and up. What like, do you mean? I feel like it goes up every mo- month or two now. What? It, it used to be, what, $29? 25 $25 when it first came out. Now it's $40. I mean, this well, thing is, is going to be $100 but in the next two years. No, that was... I mean, it's almost That's doubled. during the holidays it's and almost, it was $40. It's almost doubled already. So I'm looking at... Um, today, actually, I can't look at what the cost was for today because it's already locked. But... Um, if you go to like Disney during a lower cost time of year, then or a less expensive time of year, like right now, um, in January is going to be like a um, least expensive time for Genie Plus compared to like the holidays where it's going to be more expensive. Yeah, this is. I mean, I think we've said it a few times if you listen to other podcasts, but this is not for every park. You don't need it for every park. You need it for Magic Kingdom. It has a lot of rides. And we say Hollywood Studios. Right. So, Animal Kingdom, you can knock everything out. 
and just pay for individual alien for Avatar. So today we're filming this uh, or recording this on January 22nd. It's a Monday. Genie Plus um, was $17 for Animal Kingdom. It was $24 for Hollywood Studios, $19 for Epcot, and $27 for Magic Kingdom. If you were park hopping, it's $27. Magic Kingdom and like the park hopping price are always going to be the same price. So I don't know. It really depends. I would say this trip coming up, um, since we have the girls with us, since we're probably going to try to like minimize waiting in line, but there's attractions at Animal Kingdom that I would love to do with the girls, like Navi River Journey. I think that they would like be mesmerized by all the lights and everything in that. I would potentially either A, we get to the park and rope drop that, or because Navi River Journey like famously has a really long wait, or we do Genie Plus for it. So I think it really depends on like your trip. In the past, we've never done um, we've never done Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom or at Epcot because it's really not necessary. Yeah. So, but for the two parks, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood, as much as it pains for me to say, doesn't matter the price, I'd have to do it. <laughs> the way Tony just, just said that. The, the, the fact that they, I can't stop thinking about Genie Plus. <laughs> well, no, that they just keep going up in the price. I mean, it's like, because they, they just know we're going to pay for no, it. No, here's the thing. They, that $40 price was last year as well for the holidays. So it goes back to that every year around the holidays. It has gone up since it started. It was like $15 per park. So when it origi- originally started, Genie Plus, you paid one price depending, no matter which park you're going to. Now it depends on which park you're going to as a cost. I think because a lot of people didn't buy Genie Plus for Epcot or Animal Kingdom. Um, so you, so they're trying to sell it for those parks now, but, um, maybe that's a tip. Buy it for the two parks that nobody wants to buy it for. Yeah. But then you're still buying it for Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Cause you said you wouldn't go to there without doing it. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, like Genie Plus is like, I feel like it's a must. I agree. I don't think so. At Animal Kingdom, Genie Plus gets you on Navi River Journey. It gets you on um, Kilimanjaro Safari. It gets you on. Um, it gets you on Expedition Everest. Um, so it really like depends on like what your interest in or in that park. Also, if you are going to, let's say you're going to Disney, you're going to Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom. I'm sorry. On your departure day, you're going to go to Animal Kingdom in the morning and you're leaving that day to go to the airport and you're going home, sadly. I think Genie Plus is absolutely worth it if you're doing something like that and you're going to be in the park like for a short period of time. Stack them. You know what that means? Just go and look it up. You, you got to do a lot of research when you get into this, though, because if you don't utilize it right, you kind of just... Yeah, and so like going back to like the example of Animal Kingdom, like is it worth it? There's eleven an eleven uh, sorry eleven attractions on Genie Plus um, at Animal Kingdom. It's gonna be the animation experience, which you don't need a lightning lane for. Uh, dinosaur, which uh, I don't feel like most of the day you need a lightning lane for. You could um, Expedition Everest. That lane that queue is actually really cool, and you want to wait in that queue because there's so much to see. Feather Friends in Flight, we've never done that. 
uh festival of the lion king yes i would say that is a good one to have like a genie plus for so yeah, you don't I have mean, to wait don't for that wait for the show to go out and you just hang around i mean finding you can, nemo you can, you can eat and drink in that line outside that's another thing true finding nemo the big blue and beyond i don't think you need a lightning lane for that it's tough to be a bug you definitely don't need a lightning lane for um cali, cali river rapids um i don't believe we need a lightning lane for that kilimanjaro safaris depending on the time of day that you go the line can get a little bit longer um and uh, meet like mickey and minnie we just walked straight into that one last time we were there and then navi river journey i would say navi river journey kilimanjaro safaris the possibly dinosaur and festival of the lion king would be the ones you'd want to use your genie plus on so other than that, you don't really need it. So it just depends. Are those attractions that are priority to you? Then get it there. Either the way. Is, if you don't want to be going across the park 80 times, then this comes more. It, right. You can utilize this and just kind of make it circled for the most part. Or in if our. Not, you're keeping an eye on it and like, okay, we're going to go across the park because Nobby's, it's a 30 minute wait for something. Not, yeah. Not an hour. And then it, you go back the other side at Everest because now it's 15. And, and so like, let's say in contrast, um, if you are going to Universal Studios and you are using Express Pass, Express Pass is starts out at $125 a person per day. That's what it starts at. Universal says you don't have to make ride reservations. Wait, 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 why are we talking about Universal? Because I'm comparing it. Universal says we don't have to make ride reservations. You just have Express Pass, you go get in line. But here's the thing. When you use Express Pass, you go and get in that line. There's a lot of times you have to wait to get on that attraction. If you use Genie Plus, you have to make a reservation with a lightning lane. But when you make that reservation, you just like go to get in the lightning lane line and you just get right on the attraction. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. So like Navi River Journey, if it has a 40 minute wait, we're with the girls. We don't want to have to wait in a long line. And we um, we can bypass, pretty much bypass that line to get on the attraction. Overall, it's worth it. I think it's worth it, and Disney has also. Nobody I feel wants to like line all day long. Yeah, and I feel like Disney they has has made a lot of um, updates to the system that are always like at the benefit of the guest. And Disney said that this year they're coming out with changes to the system that are going to allow you to start booking things um, in advance. So right now you can only book things like that day, but I think they're going to kind of make it like where the fast pass was, where you can plan it in the past. Last but not least, and this one's going to be brief because this is going to be a, it's going to be a whole other episode. We've <laughs> we already done an episode on this. The Disney dining plan. Um, the Disney dining plan just returned um, on January 9th. So if you add on the Disney dining plan, the plan, the quick service Disney dining plan, it's 50. It's a free pan. <laughs> Nonstick. The <laughs> If you add on the quick service Disney dining plan, that's going to get you two quick service meal credits per day, one snack credit and a resort refillable mug. It's going to be $57 per adult and $27 per child. And that's going to be per night of your stay that they're going to add up those. So if you stay five nights, you get 10 table or I'm sorry, 10 quick service credits. If you do the table service Disney dining plan, that's $94 per adult and $29 per child. And that's, again, going to be per night of your stay. You get one quick service credit, one table service credit, one snack credit, and then one resort refillable mug. We've already kind of talked about, like, in another separate episode, like, if we thought that this was worth it. But just to kind of recap it again, since the dining plans return, what do you think? From our experience, from what we've learned, how it's changed, what we know now. 
It is not worth it. It's convenient. Right. And it feels cool. It feels good. It makes you it feel feels all VIP. inclusive. You don't have to get your card out. You still got a tip. Yeah. But it's not worth it. You can make it worth it and gorge yourself. Right. And you'll come out ahead. You can't come out ahead a little bit. But overall, it's more of a convenience thing. It's like t- exactly what Tony just said is like you have to gorge yourself to make it worth it. Do you have to eat all of the food? No. But at the same time, you're eating like you're going to have to be eating like the most expensive thing in the menu, the heaviest items, like all of that, your entire trip to make it worth and this it. This pains to say because we like this. We do. We do. It just doesn't make sense. We like the Disney dining plan. We had it when we went in 2020 and it made it so much fun. Magic band pay and it's just like, you know, okay, don't get like. Because you, it, it takes out like we're in the real world. Right. Again. Let me get up my wall. Let me get up my. It credit felt card more like an all inclusive resort. It, it was yeah, like this like mix between into your like hotel room. Let me just scan this here. Scan my band and I can pay for your, my meal. Oh yeah, like it was like this mix between an all inclusive resort and a location in the United States. So it was like it was really fun. But yeah, I don't think that it's worth it unless you are planning on doing a ton of character meals. I could see then it being worth it because that $94 um, could like break even. Or if you are planning on going all out on your vacation and eating like a bodybuilder, then do it because it would be worth it. That's it. Yep. that's our show. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this week's episode. As always, be sure to give us a follow at the Double Dose of Disney fam on both Instagram and TikTok. We will be creating and sharing a bunch of fun content this week um, because we are getting ready to head to Walt Disney World. So be sure to follow us along um, and leave us a rating interview on your favorite podcast platform because it goes so far to help us continue growing our audience. If you use any of our tips that we talked about on the show, or maybe you went somewhere that we talked about or something like that, please tag us on Instagram because that would go so far to helping us grow. And we will see you right back here next week. And if you have any questions, drop them. We want to do some more episodes on listener questions. So if you have questions for, for future podcasts, things you want to know or you're interested in, just tag us, comment us. Uh, I'll put it in. I'll put it on an Instagram story. I'll put an Instagram send story a up. Stork out wherever you <laughs> send a carrier pigeon. All right, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.